Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today now is Wednesday, June 30th, last day of June, um, as we get ready to uh, round things out here uh, for, again, for this month. And uh, because July is coming up, we need to start speculating the expansion draft. Once again, I'm Robin Leonio, joined by Carl Pavlak of 5 this week. Um, as we discuss a lot of things, Coyotes news. Um, and like I said, this episode is going to be very expansion draft heavy. Uh, before we uh, I get into the expansion draft, first, uh, Carl, how how are you doing? How's, uh, how's the week been? Uh, it's been going pretty good. Pretty good week so far. Uh, can't believe June has come to an end already. And we're already halfway through the year. It seems like it just started. Uh, I mean, especially since the late the year we had last year, that was that year that felt like took forever. Yeah, um, I know a lot has happened uh, in what seemed like a very short amount of time in my life, and after a year where like nothing happened, it's just all going craziness. Absolutely, and it's crazy that in about uh, you know seventeen ish days or so that the uh, Every single NHL team, minus Vegas, um, will have to uh, submit a list of protected players to the uh, um, yeah, well, uh, to to the NHL as well as to the Seattle Kraken for the upcoming expansion draft. Um, so it will be uh, very interesting to uh, see how uh, how all that goes down. Um, let's go ahead and make our predictions on, for this episode, we're going to talk about, um, who we think the Coyotes will protect, uh, and we'll talk about, you know, maybe some more reasoning behind that as well as, uh, who they will expose. Uh, before we get into that, Carl, let's go ahead and read the rules for this expansion draft. So here we are. You have existing clubs will be able to protect either seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or a combination of eight skaters of any forwards and defensemen and one goalie. Any player with a no-movement clause in their contract must be protected unless said player waives that no-movement clause, um, which didn't happen in 2017. Also, if you want to go back to 2017's expansion draft, uh, if you want to know an idea what Arizona did, they elected for the latter of protecting eight skaters and one uh, goalie. Um, so let's go ahead and start things off here. I mean, there's a couple other things too um, I, that we should probably put out here too that the uh, uh, pending free agents too can be also selected, but um, those would be known even beforehand and Seattle has a 48 hour window to, uh, sign them to a contract. Um, if they 
decide they wanted to draft a a player who is a pending UFA off of another team's roster, um, as well as uh, players who are protected also or who are exempt are players who had less than two seasons or did not or played like was it uh, within a threshold of ten games or whatever. So like yeah, there's there's not much we need to, you need to worry about um, about that because there are some players who yes you won't need to worry will get picked. So let's go ahead and start off, Carl. Um, first of all, how do you think the Coyotes will go? Do you think they'll go like what we did, what, like what they did back in 2017, eight skaters, one goalie, or they will they go the seven forwards, three defensemen route? Well, they only have three defensemen signed uh, past this year. Uh, Oliver ekman Larson, Jacob Chikrin, Ilya Labushkin, so I'm not necessarily sure how much they need to protect on that end, uh, especially since they do need to expose a defenseman. Uh, I think they'll go the uh, the eight skaters um, just to make sure that they can get the proper mix in there and have maximum flexibility. Like, I don't know if the team wants to expose Ilya Lubushkin or not, or if they're going to be looking to, to sign someone else to expose, um, do something like that. Uh, what about you? What do you think? Um, I'm trying to think, because like, cause obviously these players, um, I mean, they can, go, they, they can still choose to kind of protect a pending UFA too, obviously, because they can still negotiate a contract with them and do whatever. Um, because obviously the, uh, the terms or they, they won't free agency wouldn't have started yet. So those players still technically are within the rights to stay on the Coyotes team. Um, I I think this team was was probably going to go the, uh, yeah, I think they will go the seven forwards, three defensemen route. Um, just because like I said, there are. Um, definitely a number of defensemen you want to keep and, uh, forwards. I think there are more forwards that you, there are more forwards to protect it this time around. Um, and yeah, you can, you, you can, you can really work, work a way around this one. Yeah. It, it, it's, I, I think we said it last time that it seems like the Coyotes are going to lose someone that we would rather not that, um, see that go this time around um it's really interesting to kind of see who that's going to be um but yeah would um let's look- let, 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 let's start off like let, let this by saying let's kind of find some common ground um so obviously we're talking either essentially either 10 players total plus a goalie or the eight skaters um so we we can e- I'm sure you and I can easily find, let's say, half at least half of either the eight, or either the eight or ten, um, that will absolutely be protected. Sure. Um, so let's go say Clayton Keller, protected. I would I would definitely protect Clayton Keller. Uh, I know uh, the team is or some people are talking about getting rid of him. I think that's. A little bit premature, and I do not think he is the type of player you expose in an expansion draft. Absolutely, um, Connor Garland 
protected. Absolutely protect Connor Garland. Uh, protect him at all costs. Yeah. Uh, unless Seattle plans to offer sheet him, that would be uh, hilarious. But but yeah, protect Garland. Um, Jacob Chikrin, protected. Absolutely. And uh, for the sake of it too, also, because no movement clause, Oliver Ekman Larson must be protected. Same with uh, Phil Kessel, I believe. Same with Phil Kessel. So that brings, how many players did we name? Keller? So Keller, Kessel, Garland, Ekman Larson, and Chikrin. Yeah. That is how many players? Uh, that was five? That was five. Um, so depending on which way we want to go, we got three or five more players to go um and there's and there's there's so many ways we can go down this route we so to put you guys at ease um michael bunting is exempt because he did not fly enough yeah um same, that same, the same thing goes with lane peterson and i believe yeah and john hayden and dryden hunt the other rfas of forwards they are exempt um, so no need to worry. Yeah. If you were worried about that, uh, if you didn't, <laughs> if you wanted to make sure that Seattle did get their hands on Lane Peterson, uh, <laughs> you can rest easy. I don't know why you would be worried, but Hey, it's okay. Yeah. We we're with you. If you're a Roadrunners fan, then maybe, but yeah. we all have strange worries sometimes. Uh, so who knows? Um, Although the team could do something like trading him in advance to make sure that they don't uh, draft someone else, so he could, very true. Yeah, um, um, kind of I should also, uh, yeah, I, I was gonna yeah go another route, but um, let's see. I think I can name another guy who's gonna, who who uh, should be protected. Okay, Christian Dvorak. Absolutely. Dvorak seems like a no-brainer. He's got that just phenomenal contract, $4.45 million uh, until 2025. The team's second-line center, just great in the face-off circle, absolutely should be protected. Um, probably should have been like at the very top of the list, uh, to be honest. And, yeah, actually, I don't know why I, don't know why I thought, thought about him. And Nick Schmaltz. Same. Um, Schmaltz, I think... Because uh, he he's definitely been dealing with injuries, he he makes a fair amount. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what the team's plans are for Schmaltz moving forward, but he's got a a good enough deal. Is not someone that you want to just give away. So, with that, we have five forwards already protected. In this case. Um, now this leaves us to a question. If we're going down the seven route, the seven forwards route, we got two more. Do you want to protect a Lawson Krause or a Tyler Pitlick? What do we want to do here? See, I think Krause asset management wise is the person you should be protecting. Um, because I think he's the player who is most likely to be taken. He's going to be an RFA after this season. Got a solid contract, 1.53. Uh, had an off year last year, but still 
like has shown in the past that he's got a bit of an offensive flair, um, could be a big body. I think you protect him so you don't lose him. Okay, so Lawson Cross protected. Six four is protected. And um we are and we also named um two uh two defensemen protected. Um let's look back at the def- at the defensemen. Obviously, like I said, we can um uh based off cap table wise uh, obviously, Labushkin's the only one under contract, but that doesn't make him by default protected because we can, I guess, they can go down a different route here and decide to go, hey, let's just protect it. Um, I don't know, something else, but let's just for for the sake of it, look at the th- you know three defensemen, seven forwards, because that makes it easy to do the max amount of people protected. Um, is there anybody else, obviously, besides you know Labushkin who's under contract, who you would like? to see Coyotes protect. I could put, depending on how negotiations are going, I have said in the past that I was a big fan of how LaBouche or how Chikrin and Goligoski played well together. And if he's like ready to take like a, a very low dollar amount one year, no added terms contract to play with Chickren for another year. Uh, I would maybe consider protecting him because I think of the Coyotes players who are pending UFAs, there's not necessarily anyone I would want to to waste that protection on. That makes sense. Yeah. The Coyotes D is just like, all about to go away after this year. So it's, yeah. it's not much we can do. <laughs> yeah, not not really. And there's not So in, in 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 that case, how much do what we named uh six forwards, two defensemen, obviously like like they would make no they would make no sense to do that if you're going to go down that route cuz you might might as well already protect one extra person cuz you're in this route anyways. Sure. Um, so defenseman is hard. Cause like you said, because we, it's like, it doesn't really matter in this case, but like okay. you said, I could see, I could see protecting Galagoski if you want to go down, you know, based off pairing wise and how well you pair with the best defenseman on the team. Yeah. And if the best defenseman on the team wants to keep his pairing together, uh, cause because we all know that there are some players who are just comfortable with a certain type of player, um, like on their line. Um, I can see Chicken being like, "Look, I, I like playing with Golagowski. Either get me someone like him, or or keep him." Um, and that could definitely be like a contributing factor factor in keeping him around. All right, we're 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 getting close to blowing past an ad break here, so. Uh... I said we named six forwards and uh, two defensemen, so uh, we need one more forward and one more defenseman. Because I mean, I guess you made, you you kind of named Galagoski, right? Yeah. So that that's three defensemen. One more forward. Um, and I kind I guess I kind of since I asked you Kraus or Pitlick, you can protect both of them if we want to. Yeah. Um, I would say the only other thing would be Johan Larson over Pitlick. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Um, 
How would you go about that one? Uh, I did like Larson's game. Um, I thought he was one of the the best new additions that we have. Uh, that slightly better deal, uh, one year long younger. I because the team is going to be losing Brassard as a centerman. I guess maybe he was. Uh, I would I would keep you. Larson around that make you know what you make a good point especially since the Coyotes don't have enough centers as it is um that's a huge problem so yes I'll be with you on that protect Larson so there we go those are our seven forwards and three defensemen to uh to protect and of course we all know the one goaltender is going to be Darcy Kemper it's kind of like that's a no-brainer um and so that is the protected list for the Arizona Coyotes. Upcoming, we will now go to the exposure list. That will be our discussion on the next segment here. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Spotify Greenroom. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with uh, lots of different uh, fans and athletes and insiders about your favorite team or sports. We got a lot of locked on hosts talking about, well, anything in the locked on NBA and MLB, NHL. Uh, fans like you can go ahead and join these these hosts, have a good discussion with them. I've been kind of hopping in to a couple of these rooms uh, myself as uh, we're you know testing out you know some on uh on uh android uh, there's uh, early access for android testing it out and you know it's it's some pretty good stuff i really enjoy what what these uh spotify green rooms are going go ahead and download the spotify green room app now available on, on ios devices and if you want to go ahead and you know check out the android uh early one maybe we might be you might be able to find it uh but create a profile link or twitter Join the NFL, MLB, or NHL group. Obviously, we're an NHL podcast, so follow the NHL group for, for, for that, and you can follow all the latest league updates. You'll find all the locked-on hosts make their make their uh, availability there, um, and then soon you'll be able to see me. I will be, uh, you know, maybe hosting one of these uh, one of these green rooms pretty soon. I'll let you know on Twitter when the Locked On Coyotes green room is live, but. Until then, just download the Spotify Green Room app today, changing the way we talk about sports. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. It has nine delicious flavors, ranging from cherry to double chocolate, mint brownie. Obviously, mint brownie would be would be among my favorites out there. Absolutely best ta- again, best tasting protein bar in the land. Not to mention of how healthy they are, with you know being uh, low in sugar, low in calories, high in fiber, high in protein, low in carbs—all the stuff that you want out of a good protein bar. But don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and check out Built Bar yourself. Go to builtbar.com and use a promo code LOCKED15 for fifteen percent off your first order. If you're really interested in some of these flavors and don't know which one's your best. They actually have like a mixed box where you can kind of where you get two of each flavor. Then that way you find which one you like and, you, and you'll be able to go and uh, get one yourself. So might as well get that 15% off on, on those mixed box. Really find something that you like. 
when you use that promo code. Once again, LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's time to continue this conversation of Locked On Coyotes as we begin to start to speculate the uh, the uh, protection and exposure list. And I have to say speculate because uh, if you guys are listening and hearing who we think should the Coyotes are going to protect or expose, we can very well be wrong, and we don't want you yelling at us saying, hey, this is not it. We're still 17 days away, plus a little bit more, actually, eight, technically 18 days away from the actual list being submitted um, and the, the protection exposure list being submitted. So there's still a lot of things that can change. And, well, like, like I said, it's all speculation at this point. And I think even as these episodes progress, we will change our minds probably, right, Carl? Maybe? I mean, oh. I mean, there's some that will definitely not change our minds, but we'll still change our minds depending on what maybe news comes out over the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I think um, a big thing that I've been saying a lot this week is without knowing coaching, we don't know where the team's going. And that's definitely going to have an impact on this expansion draft, which is why well, I'm kind of expi- excited. I think we're going to get a coach soon because we we're going to have this happen. Um, I also would not be surprised at all if the team makes some trade or some acquisitions, either signing someone or trading for someone for someone to expose um, just at the draft. Like we're looking at like people. And as we said last segment, there's not like the coyotes have a lot of defensemen getting ready. If they really want to keep Ilya Labushkin, gas sign someone else and expose them. Absolutely. So that leads us to the uh, to the question of who sh- are the Coyotes going to expose? Obviously, uh, we know players that are exempt. Um, so, like I said, our Michael Buntings, our Lane Petersons, Dryden Hunt, you know, those forwards, they are exempt because they did not play enough games. They have too little time in the NHL to be eligible to be exposed. Um, so that leads us to very few forwards will be exposed. Uh, so Derek Prasard, pending UFA, will be exposed. Um, Tyler Pitlick, we decided um, in our in our previous segment, or is likely um, not going to be protected. So he will also be exposed. And apparently, according to some uh, uh, some draft boards, is one of the like one of the likeliest players to be uh, to be picked up. Um, kind of contradicting what I said last earlier this week. So speaking of which, uh, obviously that leads us to all the defensemen too. Like before I get to the goalies, uh, Ilya Labushkin exposed, Jason Demers exposed, Jordan Osterley exposed, Nicholas Jomerson exposed, uh, Aaron Ness exposed, and Jordan Gross exempt. Um. And that lead, and of course goalies, Anti Ranta and Aiden Hill exposed. It would not surprise me at all if the team makes a trade to guarantee that Seattle does not draft Hill. Um, There's, I, I would probably think that's going to happen because I mean maybe because Aiden Hill. He's a great goalie, and and like I said in, in earlier this week, based off what some some of the things I hit, like maybe him and Jake Allen, maybe a couple other goalies are among the best available 
on the market for for like for 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 being exposed. Yeah, and we saw what happens when like you get a goaltender who just comes in, and what impact that can have on your franchise. Like Mark Andre Fleury is got to be a significant reason why the Vegas Golden Knights are the team that they are. They have had just great goaltending from the start. Um, so I can imagine that being a, you know, a place that they want to make sure that they get it right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it seems like Hill is the person who's going to go. Although Tyler Pitlick, I could see that. He, like, yeah, like I said, he was the one that was most likely to be picked based off several draft simulations. He had a good – he was good in Philadelphia. He was pretty good here except for um, he was dealing with some injuries. I can see, you know, especially if, let's say, you know, Florida does something crazy and they're like, hey, Bobrovsky needs – change of environment do you want to draft him and like oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll take him have that be our project maybe they don't need another goaltender i don't know maybe they want to get like a, a gritty forward who can help them you know on the boards win battles i still love thinking about what happened in the 2017 where 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 pittsburgh pretty much bought into matt murray to have uh and kind of essentially made Flurry wave his no movement clause to get drafted by Vegas. Like, I still, to me, that's the funniest thing that have happened in the last expansion draft. We're not going to see that again. Yeah, we will absolutely not see that again. There was because uh, Florida also gave away something ridiculous. Florida, I, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to think of what exactly it was, and I'm probably going to look this up in just a sec. As I'm, I'll type. I'll, I'll be typing this in as I'm speculating what exactly it was. I believe it was uh, Florida traded. They, they put they traded Vegas Riley Smith. If they said, "Hey Vegas, we want you to pick this guy," and that this guy was uh, Jonathan Marchessault. Yep. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to find it still. And I think that's what it was. It could be back to the um, the other way, or it could be the other way around, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, yes, that's what it was. So um, that just says Florida not only let Vegas select Marshall but traded away uh, Riley Smith for a fourth round pick in 2018. So yeah, like. And it wasn't like Marshawn was coming from like an off season or anything. Like the year prior, uh, sure he'd split time between the AHL and the NHL. With Florida, he had thirty goals. Like, why? Why do you give that up? Florida was going through some stuff in in twenty seventeen, apparently. And let's also let let me also put in the fact that that's is. Vegas ended up hiring Florida's ex-coach that same year, but yeah, uh, that was uh, fun. It it was very fun if you don't like Florida to see what they did because it was just. Uh... Again, we're not going to see like teams have gotten smarter. Hopefully. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I, you would. Yeah, you would hope so. 
Um, although I'm still upset that Vegas is exempt from this thing, but yeah, the the fact that we all had to sit back and watch Vegas like be as successful as they are, like every GM in the league should have been fired. Uh, just a mass like letting go, and that didn't happen. Um, but I hope that they don't get like gift drafted players, like a 30 goal score. That'd just be insane. Yeah, that, that would be no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. But in the case for Arizona, in this case, like I said, there's like, um, you know, a lot of players. I mean, there's very few, and I, I can say, um, team or yeah uh fan favorites who will get drafted unless we're talking about aiden hill um he's not really a fan favorite yet but a lot of people like him and it would hurt to see him go um as i previously said i i think i saw lawson kraus on a suggestion list and i think he may be one of the more fan favorite type i'm to us, we like in our in, in our, obviously in this episode, we said that he would be protected. So maybe that's, you know, yeah. I, yeah. If you're a, a fan of the the Pittsburgh Fe- or the Philadelphia Phoenix connection, and Tyler Pitt likes your favorite guy. Um, sorry, uh, he he seems like yeah, he is the move out of the skaters. He is uh, he is the uh, most likely to get picked. Yeah. Um. He's he's going to be exposed. I think there's almost no doubt about about that, in my mind at least. And uh, if the Coyotes try to work out a deal to protect protect Aiden Hill in in a uh, in direct way, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna end up being uh, out of out of this out of all these exposed these leftover exposed players. Tyler Pitlick's going to be the one. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, because I'm trying to think, like, is there anything that Christian Fisher in general does better than Pitlick? Um, he's five I mean, years it, younger. Um, yeah, that's maybe the only upside. Uh, the, that youth, because like, hey, you know what? He's still got room to grow. He's only 24. Yeah, he's a he's a pending ref- restricted free agent. I do think he can eligible though. Yeah. He came around fairly well as a penalty killer this past season. So maybe if you're looking for like a player for that role, Pitlick was also Pitlick also kills penalties. Um, yeah, it's gonna be Pitlick um, of of what we have currently available. Who knows who it's actually gonna be? Yeah, who knows? Indeed. All right, so before. Uh... I guess before we uh, uh, move on to the next segment, uh, Carl, uh, I'll I'll, let, I'll go ahead and let you uh, maybe make any uh, final thoughts about about the exposure list of what you think for the Coyotes. I I truly believe that the team is going to be exposing someone who is not currently on the team right now, um, which makes the draft really fun because they need to go out and acquire these players to expose them and kind of just adds an interesting wrinkle for the next season. I 
am just... I think the team is going to try and keep Labushkin on it. And that's going to mean signing someone else or, yeah, doing something. And looking forward to it. It's going to be really interesting. And once again, we're going to keep updating our list probably like several times over the next couple of weeks. When we, like, I'm probably going to do this uh, maybe once or twice a week. We're going to have the same lists probably a number of times because, well, very few things are going to change until we hear change happens within the roster. Um, but we, again, we'll try to keep you updated as best we can with ex- roof, roof, protect, roof potential protected and exposure lists. Maybe even uh, as we get towards, um, cl- as we get closer, we will bring in the, uh, the new uh, uh, Locked On Kraken host so we can uh, discuss uh, discuss that with, the, with them as well. Uh, Anyways, uh, what we're going to do uh, now is we're going to go ahead and close off this Wednesday episode by uh, talking about something else that might be interesting. A lot, again, all speculation because why not? Uh, we have a player, a former Coyote, available on the trade block from another team. Who is it? Let's find out. But first, let's go ahead and uh, talk about Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with the Stanley Cup final underway. Well, we got uh, we got game two tonight of the Stanley Cup final between the Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Lots of exciting stuff. And once again, of course, can't forget how well the Phoenix Suns are doing in the NBA. Um, you can bet on all of that stuff on Bet Online. You get all your news and uh, sign up bonuses, contest information all over there. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game. As uh, well, some of your favorite teams are now trying to vie for a championship. Um, so go ahead and head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for a free account today, and use the promo code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, Robin Leonio and Kyle Pavlik of FiverHowling.com. Here to discuss lots of Coyotes news and speculation and off-season stuff and just kind of yammering, complaining about the Coyotes being the Coyotes. Whatever you kind of want from us, we'll just give you what you want. I don't know. Um, we got some interesting stuff to talk about because, uh, well, a former Coyote player is on the trade block of their team that the Coyotes traded them to. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, you know what? Because Carl, you're the one that brought this up. I'll let you, I'll let I'll let you bring it up. Sure. So a while back, the uh, Arizona Coyotes traded Dylan Strom to the Chicago Blackhawks for Nick Schmaltz. Um, I can't remember if there was anyone else involved in that trade. Uh, also, uh, Coyotes also traded away Brandon Perlini. Oh uh, yes, um, who also pretty much immediately left the Blackhawks. Um, maybe there's a, a theme there. But there had been rumors pretty much all of season that Dylan Strome may be on the trading block. Uh, he wasn't getting used all that much. Um, and that speculation seems to be going over, and it seems like uh, Strome may be 
leaving Chicago and ending up someplace else. Um, kind of a, a pretty big fall from grace from the player who was drafted third overall in the same year where we had Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel and Mitch Marner one behind him. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, that's definitely huge. And I, I mean, let's. I do want to give. Obviously, you know, definitely nowhere near as you know of a talent that, of the other three you just mentioned. But I want to give him. You know, give Dylan Strom credit for end up. You know, at you know becoming a much better player uh, than he than the limits that he had in Arizona. The first, you know, that you know before before the trade, I thought that. Under the uh, the Taka system, he wasn't he wasn't utilized enough, and that's why they ended up trading him away. Yeah, I I do I like strongly believe that the worst thing that ever happened to Dylan Strom's career is being drafted third overall, and that if he had gone like fifth, there'd be much lower expectations on him, and he would have been able to develop in a like better fashion. Um, and maybe well, mainly we'll... because of that, uh, again, because of who was drafted right after him. Oh yeah, absolutely that. But there, there is just something to be said where like the lower you go in the draft, like the sooner you're expected to be ready. That was the whole problem with Edmonton for so many years. They were just like, okay, you're drafted time to get started. And maybe Nail Yakupov wasn't ready to start in the NHL just yet. I'm I'm looking at uh, other players who were who were drafted that year. My God, that was I can't, even though I knew it. That 2015 draft, I ca- I tend to forget how freaking stacked it was. Yeah, it was. He had McDavid, Eichel, Strom, Marner, Hannafin. Zach Owinski, Miko Rantanen, Lawson Krause was in that draft, Matthew Barzell. That was a strong draft. It was. Um, and that was kind of like at the time, Dylan Strom was like a strong contender. Um, a lot of people said that the team should have gone with Marner. I remember writing about the team at that time, and I remember everyone's saying that they're pretty close. Marner kind of like took that and ran. Um, I don't necessarily think it was the wrong move to draft Dylan Strom third overall. Like looking back, we would have definitely done things differently, but at the time the logic seemed sound. Um, but I th- Do you think some of it came from, I mean, obviously that like I could be like, this this is all just you know spitballing questions just because what kind of thing was because he shared a team with Connor McDavid sharing the fact that they were part of the Memorial Cup winning Erie Otters well i think looking at Shrum, you have to look at the player who came directly after him Mitch Marner and the NHL was still a, a different league at that time like we had Patrick Kane uh, Johnny Gaudreau, but there wasn't necessarily that template for the small guy who plays, like, who just scores all the points working in the NHL. Um, so I th- I do think the team fell a little bit behind in that mistake of drafting size, because, like, 
you know, any scout used to tell you, you can't develop size, um, or whatever that saying is, um, not sure, but yeah, I think it worked at the time, and then just didn't, didn't come out, and then he didn't have a coach that really fit his style, um, I, I am always rooting for Dolan Strom to, to like turn things around and have just a phenomenal career. I mean, I think we, I think, I think we're all hoping for that. Um, but obviously, what you said is, um, as we get close to just, just for a few minutes, uh, get close to you know ending this episode. Um, you know that he's that his name is you know kind of been rumored to be on the trade block for from from Chicago, and uh, you know. Whether or not the odds of Arizona trying to bring him back, because I mean the value. I mean maybe he can add something again, maybe because he's he's developed now. He's a little bit better. You know he could add something. He's a center. Guess what? The Coyotes need centers. They absolutely do. Um, it would be uh, we we have we have seen players come back before. Um. Is Dylan Strom going to be the same as Redeem Vervada returning? Probably not. Um, but who knows? Maybe he can, like, actually take that you know next step with the team that drafted him and become like a legitimate full time NHL player. I would sure hope so. And again, I think a lot of uh, Coyotes fans who bought Dylan Strom jerseys early on thought thinking he'd be a really good player. Can break them back out. Yeah, I mean, as someone who has to write about the team um, and who has to get very tired and bored and annoyed when it keeps being the same things over and over again, I would love to write the story of Dylan Strom's comeback, uh, the prodigal son returning. Th- that just seems like it'd be fun. Oh, well, that'd be a very fun, very very fun to talk about. Uh, anyways, that's gonna do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a review uh, if you are a listener on uh, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe if you've yet to already. Once again, like I said, we're available on Apple Podcasts as well as Google, Spotify, as well as the all-new Odyssey app. Uh, so uh, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Absolutely uh, you know, phenomenal. You can find Locked On Coyotes everywhere. Uh, if you can find us on social media, at LO underscore Coyotes. Myself, I am at Rablianio1, R-B-L-E-A-N-O-1. And uh, you here, uh, again, you'll, you can interact with us, ask us a question, anything that uh, you might want to know, we can, uh, you can maybe answer your question back and maybe even feature a question or two on the future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We love interacting with our fans. So don't be afraid to send us a question. No questions, a stupid question, because we have a lot to talk about here on Locked On Coyotes. If you bring something up, and I'm pretty, pretty sure someone might have the same question. So, again, don't be afraid to ask if you have something to ask. Um, but once again, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy and also staying cool from all the heat. And don't forget to howl on.